From Tulsa Tech, helping you make your own path with insights and information about the world of career training. The Tech Times podcast starts right now. Hello, and welcome everyone to this episode of the Tech Times podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. Earlier this month, we honored those who have volunteered to serve our country during many Veterans Day events across our region. Here at Tulsa Tech, we serve many people looking to retrain for an ever-changing workforce, and that includes a number of veterans. Employers today are looking for people with various backgrounds, life experience, as well as different skill sets. Joining us today to chat a little bit about that, I'm delighted to welcome Tulsa Tech's Chief Development and Diversity Officer, Dr. Joyce McClellan. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Ryan. Happy to be here. So you have a unique role in the district. Um, Tell us a little bit about your day-to-day and what that means. Well, my day-to-day is, uh, it involves sort of leading the district when it comes to our DEI efforts, making sure that they're in alignment with our uh, mission, our vision, and our core core values. Uh, It involves being uh, really connected with our education leaders, making sure that we give provide access and success for our students. I do a lot of board work. Again, that's an opportunity for us to work with employers and philanthropies um, and other educational uh, organizations to provide our students with those opportunities for uh, employment. So when you talk about DEI, that's diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. And so when you get the opportunity to be on these boards, you get to see it from both sides, both from a student perspective as well as from our employers. Uh, What does that perspective look like? Uh, My position is mostly making sure that um, our outside uh, organizations understand what Tulsa Tech does, which is one thing that we found on our strategic plan about 10 years ago uh, during the environmental scan was that uh, many organizations heard of Tulsa Tech, but they're not quite sure what we do. So my work externally involves making sure that they understand what we do and uh, we provide that pipeline for our students. Awesome. And so the diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts also really have been recently recognized quite a bit by the Tulsa Regional Chamber. Is that right? Yes, they have. Thank you for remembering that. I think we've received that award uh, probably the last three years, and it is because Tulsa Tech, uh, they have identify Tulsa Tech as an organization that embraces DEI in our business practices and in our culture. Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about what's all entailed with that Mosaic Award? It is uh, a long process. We complete an application, an assessment. We answer maybe about 30 to 50 questions, and those questions are designed to determine um, how in- involved are, what's the impact of DEI, again, in our culture, and is it a part of our business practices, which it is. So Tulsa Tech, along with maybe about 100 other businesses, are identified and referenced as a DEI-inclusive organization. And I believe last year they I actually identified maybe 20 businesses that actually uh, received an award for uh, for their work. Well, wow, that's some great work that we, we've been uh, championed in our community. I think that's really great. Um, I know you're also heavily involved in the uh, Tulsa Tech Education Foundation. Tell our listeners a little bit about the work they do for our students. You know, um, I love that work that uh, the Education Foundation does for our students. 
Um, it involves that I serve as sort of the advocate for our students and making sure that our foundation understands some of the needs and uh, provides resources for our students. Our goal is to remove barriers and make sure that our students are poised for success. So the Education Foundation identifies what those needs are, and it's mainly done from uh, me providing that information so that uh, they can certainly serve as, again, a resource for our students. Can we talk a little bit about what types of resources they provide? Because I, uh, we talked a lot uh, just briefly about the difference of backgrounds of our students. We have students from all types of um, upbringings, from backgrounds, cultural, financial, whatever, whatever. Talk a little bit about how the Education Foundation works through all of that. You know, we absolutely do have students that we consider uh, special populations, underserved, under-resourced, and with all that, and even students that, that don't necessarily have that particular uh, identifier, but just need, need assistance every now and then. And what the Education Foundation does is, again, through work with our counselors and our uh, campus administrators, just identifying what those needs are and what we find is our students sometimes just need gas money to get to get to school. Um, they need a Walmart card to get a few things just to make sure that they're here every day. And, and again, that's our goal at the end of the day is to make sure that the foundation is here to support those students and provide what they need in order to uh, be successful. So it involves Walmart cards, gas cards. It involves helping with testing fees, uh, uniforms. Uh, it runs the gamut. Each year, we have uh, our administrators. Sometimes, or sometimes our counselors will let us know that there's another thing that they like to add to that list. So it's ever changing. But again, the goal is to make sure that our students are successful. Right. It's so individualized every need. So it, it, it's it really very, great to be able to provide that resource for those students and then see them be, you know, be successful down in the future, absolutely. just because maybe one of those touch points was able to be able to hit them at the right time. It is very rewarding. Absolutely. And you've been a part of, now I want to learn a little bit more about you. Thank so you. you've been a part of Tulsa Tech for a few years. Uh, and just a few. Have, have you always worked in education? Funny that you ask. I know I have not. Actually, right out of college, I had the opportunity to work for American Airlines. I was a customer service agent and transitioned to a commodity manager in purchasing. And it's so funny, in that position, um, I was the youngest one in my department, and I was often asked to do the training, which I loved. And I think that's where I fell in love with teaching and training. Okay, okay. Well, a lot of times when we're the youngest, we just don't know uh, what to say no to. And so we're just so eager to get our foot in the door, and we're you know, eager to uh, get our career started that we just say yes to everything. Absolutely. <laughs> I think so that's funny. what I did. I think all the others would say uh, they said nothing and I felt bad for our supervisor. So I would always raise my hand. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Um, I want to go a little bit back to uh, serving our students. Um, what do you think that what we do as a district, kind of that career and technical education skills piece um, what impact does that have for students that might have been marginalized or maybe started off on a wayward path? Oh, man, career tech saves lives, and we see that every day. I think when I am speaking with students out in the community that are challenged with uh, understanding um, 
what a career is and not knowing what they want to do uh, when they graduate from high school, uh, I oftentimes talk about uh, what I think career and technical education can provide them. I talk about um, our amazing instructors that um, that have the technique the that have the technical ability and the expertise uh, to come to us as instructors. And I explained to those youth um, the importance of finding their passion. And if they're really great with their hands, finding a program that can certainly change their lives. Um, so my conversation with them is to just walk them through our relationship with industry, uh, make sure that they understand that we have a system uh, called HIRE, HireTulsaTechGrads.com, and I explained to them that not only are they getting the technical um, knowledge, that they're getting those soft skills, and they're getting all the things that they need in order to be successful in career or college. So I let them know honestly what I believe career tech can do for their for their lives. That's outstanding, and no, and it really is irrelevant what background they come from, as long as they come in and put forth the work and the effort. And I think that's the um, the game changer. I think that's where uh, it levels the playing field for them because all they have to do is come to us with the passion and the desire to want to do better and be better. Wow, Dr. McClellan, I I think that's a great place to pause. Uh, We've covered a lot of ground so far. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Cheryl Oxley, coordinator of our aviation programs. Thank you, Ryan. If I could say, I would like to Thank our veterans for their sacrifice and for uh, the service that they did for our country. So thank you, veterans. Thanks so much. Are you dreaming of a career in aviation? Then let Tulsa Tech make your dreams become reality with classes in aviation maintenance or as an aerospace structure technician. Soar the bright blue skies in our state-of-the-art private pilot ground school. To learn more about our affordable program and how Tulsa Tech can help you make your own path to a career in aviation, call 918-828-5000 or visit us online today at tulsatech.edu. Welcome back, everyone. Joining us now is Cheryl Oxley. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for asking me. So we mentioned earlier this that this month we celebrated Veterans Day. First off, thank you for your service, Cheryl. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your career in the Air Force as well as how you got started at Tulsa Tech? My career in the Air Force has been pretty interesting. It was just a, a whim decision out of high school because I wanted to get out of the town I was in. So I went to the nearest recruiter's office. It was right around the corner from my mom's restaurant, enlisted without my parents knowing, picked the coolest sounding job they had, and went with that. Do you find that's a common story? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Not necessarily just picking the coolest sounding, uninformed decision <laughs> job they have. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of signing up and trying to get out of town. Yeah, so yeah, that, that is that is a real common denominator with a lot of the kids just wanting to get out. Not many go without their parents' consent or knowledge sure. that I've talked to that you, admitted it. You can hope but, for that. Right. <laughs> So I don't want to scare a bunch of moms and dads out there. Right. But I think getting out and exploring the world um, outside of that, the city limits that they grew up in is uh, something to be encouraged, I I would think. Well, absolutely. Especially kids that are coming from small towns, for sure. They they need to get out and see the world and see, just see what's out there. And it's so fun. It's so exciting, especially when you're younger. That's just like, just so, it's just so fun. Right. It's the time to do it. And you get to do it on the government's dime. Oh, even better. Yeah. 
We have a lot of aviation students here currently that are veterans. How do you, uh, how do we work to serve their unique needs? Well, many of our veterans that are, that are in school are either in the Air Guard, they're in the reserves, or they're recently separated. So they all have unique needs based on what their situation is. Sure. So we just, we talk to them and find out, you know, are you currently in school or, or not in school, but are you currently serving? Are you recently separated? Do you have any deployments coming up? How can we, you know, assist you with that? Sometimes we end up having to drop them and bring them back after they've had to go on, you know, a deployment or something like that. Um, and then we also, you know, they have emotional needs too. Some of them do. Sure. So we have counselors and obviously staff that are somewhat, I wouldn't say experienced in, you know, those kinds of situations, but have knowledge of and can relate a little bit better. And, you know, so we try to reach out and make sure that we connect on a personal level with those students. Oh, very cool. Dr. McClellan, as, as Chief Diversity Officer, it's, it is really, as a district, about serving a wide range of students. How do we, as a district, look at serving our veterans? You know, we do consider them a special population, so we do provide services through financial aid. We make sure that uh, the social-emotional needs are met um, just by having conversations and seeing what, what resources we can offer. A lot of that is done through our counselors. And on an individual basis, it seems and like. on an individual basis, absolutely. Great. Our aviation maintenance program is also accredited by the FFA. FAA. <laughs> FFA would be a totally different accreditation, but FAA. Um, Cheryl, can you share a little bit about that? What that accreditation means, uh, not just for us as an institution, but how is it beneficial for students? Well, it's a federal accreditation. It's a federally recognized certification. It's a non-expiring certification. So individuals that come into the school and they get their airframe and power plant certification, that certification never expires for them. So they can take that with them. They can go about, if they're military, they can go about their service. They can go about their lives or whatever and always have something to fall back on. Uh, there are There is a recency of experience kind of requirement, but that never they're rarely ever thrown out into the field with no mentor <laughs> in training, you know, when they get hired on somewhere new. So that's really never an issue. But the fact that it's a never expiring and it's a federally recognized certification is, is huge. That is huge. Is it kind of, do they set it up kind of as an apprenticeship model where if you come in maybe from a, a deployment, you come into your role and there's someone there to mentor you to get you back up to speed, kind of like that? So the industry is huge. It's mm -hmm. vast. And depending on the company that you're working at, they handle training differently. Mm. All companies that employ persons are required under the federal regulations to have a training program. So that training program looks like mentorship. It looks like computer-based human factors training. All the things that go along with getting that individual up and running and up to speed safely to be able to work on their own. That takes about six months. Okay. Very cool. Well, I've learned so much so far today in this episode. I, I just want to ask one more question to you all. What did I miss? Is there anything about uh, related to veterans that, that they should know about Tulsa Tech, maybe? I would say that they need to check us out if they're thinking about going to school anywhere. Come check us out. Come check out our programs, um, not just aviation, but there's a whole host of programs that align with their careers in the military. or Maybe they want to transition outside their military career. Sometimes that's difficult because they don't have a lot of experience outside of that. This is a great place to come to transition out of that. And, by, and certainly, if they were aviation in the military, definitely come <laughs> join our aviation program to get that certification if they haven't done that already. 
One of the things that um, we haven't mentioned yet is that veterans can actually use some of their VA benefits to come here. Is that true? Absolutely. So we've recently kicked up the VA benefits mm -hmm. coming back so they can use their GI Bill um, to come back to school. And um, it's a great way to utilize it. That's not always been the case here at, at Career Tech generally, right? Right. Career Tech suspended their VA benefits for a time. Uh, they've recently kicked that back up. And I do think that, that a lot of veterans probably got the word, especially in the aviation programs, that we weren't accepting the veterans' benefits. Um, and now they need to get the word that we are. So a lot, of, a lot of those students chose to go to other schools, private schools, where they were being charged $40,000, $50,000 for what we charge under $10,000 for. Right. And if they get the VA benefits now with that low tuition, they actually get more possibly in pocket. What an outstanding way to uh, either transition from a career or move into another field. Absolutely. Thank you so much for both of you joining us today. Uh, thank you listeners for being here. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you all your veterans out there. Thank you for listening to the Tech Times podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to like us on social media.